Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is exes. Dun, dun, dun. The exes and the exes. <laughs> oh! We're back to doing music. I like that. Very jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> jazzy. Jazzy, yes. Um, I actually really like that song. Yeah, it's it's uh, a hit. And all the, the once you really say. start listening to the lyrics... So, yeah, this room's hot as fuck. Sean and I are sweating. Um, I had a hell of a day. <laughs> okay. Already a boring episode. Oh, yeah. Cares exes, what you exes. <laughs> so, the, we were doing an exes episode because if you listen to episode 10... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> sorry. If you listen to... This episode <laughs> is off to a rocky start. Yeah, just like exes. Oh, as were our relationships. Yeah, tie it back. Um, so, if you listen to episode 10... Uh, Q and gay, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie just, like, imagined an yes. exes episode. There was questions about exes, which I would assume came from the dating episode, but Brie, since she has no idea where she is at any <laughs> given time, and she doesn't edit this podcast, literally thought that we did an exes episode. Oh my god. So. That is the most, like real thing I've ever heard to be honest. I feel like the way I live through life is just, like, every moment at a time just to get shit done and then I just forget what has happened in the previous moments and what's even to come I'm just like one thing at a time one thing at a time yeah and because I don't have to edit it yeah so basically we got sent in all these questions and like you said I think either people were asking them in terms of the dating episode or the cheating episode because we did reference exes in the cheating episode yeah um so I was giving Sean the cues that were sent in based on what I thought was relevant to which episode in kind of order. And I was like, okay, so now our exes episode. And Sean's like, that doesn't exist. I was like, this girl is an idiot. <laughs> this girl is an idiot. Okay. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the good news is I'm drinking on this episode. So I think I usually do better when I'm drinking. And I feel like I'm... I can't think of an episode that you haven't been drinking. Mm. I honestly don't know. And this is a straight, straight up fact. Right. I don't know if I've ever hung out with you where we haven't drank. Okay, that's not... The last episode... The last two episodes, two times we've recorded, we've just got lots of soda pouring down our throats. Oh, that's true. Because usually, this is the thing, you're probably confusing the fact that, and if you're listening, this is something people don't really know about me, I always need to have a beverage in hand. Yeah. Like, Sean was just laughing at me in Julia's fridge that it has no food in it. It's just all liquids. Okay, also, you know, when you, like, go to somebody's house and you open the fridge, it just, like, tells you so much about them. Brie and Julia's fridge is, like, the fridge of, like, a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's literally... Like, ten things of liquids, yeah. one takeout container, two <laughs> things of cheese, spreads and sauces. It's so empty, and it's, like, so loquacious. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I always need to be drinking fluid. So, I literally drink... They say you should drink ten glasses of water a day. No, no exaggeration, probably thirty. I'm always sipping water. Like, these big plastic cups I have, I just fill constantly and just drain them. Like... At night, I get up and refill this at like four times and drink it. I'm like a camel. And then always drinking soda, meaning like just sparkling water. And then we have Diet Cokes and then we have beer and wine and everything. 
Did you hear about that lady that, like, they did a contest to win a Wii when Wiis came out? Okay. And it was something like, hold your Wii or something. And it was (gasps) how you had to, like, drink a bunch of water and, like, not pee. (gasps) She died. No. (laughs) Sean, you're joking. I am dead serious. You are joking me. Dead serious. So don't hold your pee because you're going to die. And you're not even going to win the Wii. (laughs) That is horrible. Yeah. Can you imagine their PR team after that happened? <laughs> Terrible idea. Terrible. Yeah. Okay, so exes. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, so, but yeah, the last two times we've just drank soda with lime. Okay, exes. <laughs> so I'm excited because this time I'm drinking wine because my car had a hit and run today. Can we talk about more things other than our exes? Can oh you tell God. I'm avoiding How it? Many do- <laughs> Jesus Christ, girl. Okay, exes. People clearly want to hear about this. They've asked a lot. Um, I think we should start with... How many exes do you have that you would consider an ex? Like, give me a number. And how many exes do you think of those also consider you an ex? Because some people think of exes as very different things. So I know off the top of my head, two people I would consider an ex that probably might not count me as a number. Right. If they were in like a group conversation, they're like, oh, name all your exes. They might not bring me up. For multiple reasons, and we'll go into that. But um, do you want me to go first so you get an idea what I'm talking about? I mean, apparently you have like a number already, so yeah. Well, okay. Let me let me quick think. Okay, so six. Okay, is what I would consider exes. How many? Not dating. I would consider exes. How many do you think would? I think four of those, because two of them um, were people that I was dating. And I don't think their capacity was there for various reasons. So, like, particular one I would never name because it would be outing them right now for their relationship. Like, they, I know for a fact they never told anyone about me. Right. And so I don't think that they would obviously reference me. Um, they are a heterosexual woman. I'm not saying that they're hiding that they're gay, but they did date me at some point. I dated a dude at some point. Like, we've talked about that's one of my exes. So I'm not saying that that makes them a lesbian or bi or whatever. Um, but... I just know that they would not reference me. And then the other person, I think there was just never... I was definitely in love with that person, but I there was never a clear conversation of like what we were. And I fall really hard and fast. I think they were in love with me too, but I think their definition of X would have been Different more though. outwardly <clears throat> exclusive. Right. And that was actually part of a reason when we like split up and like part of a lot of our problems was that, um, in all fairness, like I felt like they treated me awfully, but they felt like, well, we never really communicated what was what. So even though we were both in love, like I didn't really know what the guidelines were. Fair. So, yeah, so I think those two people, just because of their ideas of what an ex is, would not reference me, and the other four were, like, were definite, so. I would say, I would say seven. Seven, okay. Maybe eight. Okay, yeah. There's some. We're, like, we're, like, online. The eighth is, like, maybe I wouldn't consider Yeah. See, I have a couple that, like. If I counted, like, (sighs) there's two that, there could honestly be, like, seven to nine. I would Mm -hmm. say seven are for sure. Right. That's holy shit. <laughs> no, that's not too many. Like you considering two of those were like women in high school. Yeah, um, exactly. Two of two of mine were were guys. Okay, perfect. So like one of which was like very brief, a couple months, and we joke about the fact that we dated when we were like super super. Like I'm talking like 
grade eight. Oh my god, cute. And then um, one of which was my longer term boyfriend that I've talked about before, and then the rest females. Right. So um, I think yeah. out of those, like the seven, I think they would all consider me an ex. I think mm-hmm. they would honestly all consider me their best ex. If I'm <laughs> <laughs> not only would they consider me an ex, but the best one. Yeah, I would say I would say one. seven out of seven would be like the one that got away. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh my god! Do you honestly think that you're anyone's one that got away? I think I'm. This I think is I think a I am. Triggering question. I think I am. Um, and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I know that I'm someone's. Oh, they told you? Yeah. Um, and oh I think that, like, me put, putting myself onto others, I'm yeah. probably one others, yeah. Yeah. I oh mean, technically, gosh. I think I'm, like, all of them, because, like, you're never going to do better than me, duh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, one of them told me. Oh, And <laughs> um, another one, like, I definitely think that it's, like, it's, like, unspoken. Wow. Yeah. No one's blatantly said to me, you were the one that got away, like, those words that I can remember. But, like, two have made it very obvious that that's the way they feel. Do they still feel that way? I don't know. Keeping in mind these conversations might have happened a long time ago, and people grow. Yeah, like a a really, yeah, like a really long time ago. Like, super, like, so long ago. (laughs) Not, like, (laughs) recently Not, like, a couple weeks ago or anything. No, No, not at all. Super long ago. Yeah, move along. (laughs) Okay, in my case, they were a long time. No, but and I know one of them for sure. I would, I would, if I was a betting woman, I would say if you called them up and asked them, they would still say yes. Yeah. Um, the other one, I don't know if it was just kind of a, you know, the six months post dating, emotional, still getting mm, over it. I because I know I've had that when you go through a breakup that you're like, oh my god, am I ever gonna find someone like that again? That's not what I mean by yeah, one that got yeah, away. Yeah. It's kind of where you like look back years later and you're like, oh, after you've dated other people even, you're like, wow, that was the one or like... I was literally just about to flip the question and ask Mm. if you think that somebody got away from you, but that's not a question I want you to answer. (laughs) No, honestly, and this is, this is honest, swear to God, on my life. Yeah. Absolutely not. If I've told Julie this before... Except for both of the boys. (laughs) Except for the boys. Oh my God, I still cry every night. Um, Still, Julia and I... How do I say this? I've told Julia if this before. this gets mushy, I'm... No, no, no. Okay. I'm trying not to make it mushy. Like, I'm really not. I've told Julia before that she would 100% if she left me. I, I now get why those people say what they did. I now get what those people feel about me. You know? No, and that sounds so bad. <laughs> but I think that you can be in love with people that don't work for your life. Totally. So, I wouldn't say those people are the ones that got away because I'm not denying that I was in love with them. But I do, as a rational person, think that they in no way were a compliment to me. In a lot of ways, they might have been toxic to me. And I really don't think they work... Like, our life paths do not line up. Right, right. Whereas with Julia, it has that deep love. I'm so in love with her. But also, like, we both want the same things out of life. I think that we both... Like, the stupid things that they say you should ask before your marriage. Like, we both, you know handle our finances the same way we both like to travel 401k no (laughs) no but seriously we like to travel the same way and um my family loves her and she's so connected to them and like all these different aspects that if i were to write on paper my person above being in love with them she matches up with okay so 
I think that would genuinely be my one that got away because it would be like, okay, yes, I could fall in love with someone else probably. But it was but like, a fit but altogether. But like all around fit. I think that's what people mean. What They at least feel that way when they're saying okay. that. Yeah, this is too happy. Let's talk about sadness as exes. Okay, yeah. Miserable people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people we hate. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've briefly talked about this before, but you are on fairly good speaking terms with most of your exes and then some of them like still best friends. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> just That's how jump, podcasts work. Just jump talk, into talk that. that. Yeah. <laughs> talk about that now for a while. While I sip my wine. Um there there's like one ex, there's one ex that I don't at all have any okay. contact with. Mm-hmm. Like is a dumpster fire of a person. I mean, like some I would say more than one of my exes is a dumpster yeah. fire of a person. Anyways. But this um, one especially. But this one especially like accused me of cheating on him with my f- best friend right. like told me I was like a slut like oh, all like, these like just, just abusive person. manipulative yeah the toxic. Per- first person I ever dated when I came out right um so that person no there's I wouldn't be friends with them I wouldn't talk to them at a bar if I saw Even them if you saw, you'd like the it's way. like a yeah. yeah it's like it was one of those things that I feel like I dated this person out of, like, convenience, and I felt like it was right. something that I had to do to, like, prove to myself right. that, like, I'm gay, like, I want to, like, all, like, you know, I just mm-hmm. feel like I jumped into it. I was super naive. I was literally, like, 18. Been there. Um, And you're also just, like, so, like, almost desperate for the approval and love of yes. other people that, like, you don't really, like, suss it out. Like, you're <laughs> not, like, is this person, like, yeah. a decent person? Do I, like, like who they are. It's literally mm-hmm. like, oh, somebody wants to hang out with me, let's date. Yeah. They must be great. <laughs> I feel like that's a big thing with LGBTQ people in general, or from a lot of experiences that I've heard, in that, you know, just even let's go off of, you know, statistics, if you will. If you know a hundred people in your friends of friends of friends group, what portion of those at 18, 19, 20, 16, 13, whatever it is and you started to date are also out. Yeah. Like, what part of it is you saying, does this person fit for me? And what part of it is you saying, oh, I found another LGBTQ person that accepts me and is willing to date me and feels the same way. Exactly. You know? It's like, oh, literally it was like, oh, a somewhat decently like-minded person. Yes. Or what you thought was a like-minded person showed interest in me. Yeah. And you just jump on it. Yeah, exactly. So that was that person. I don't have any contact with them. I Mm -hmm. literally see them out sometimes and I like wouldn't even give them like the time of day. Right. Um, Had like the worst, ugliest dog as well. Oh, they were just, like, also one of those people that, like, loved their dog, but their dog was just, like, not... First of all, not cute. It wasn't um, soft either, yeah. and it, like, wasn't friendly. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we doing here? So, that was that. We're living a lie. Yeah, literally. No Your dog is living dog. a lie. The lie is that it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and it's firmly living in that lie. Oh. Um, then I have, like, some exes that, like, I would see on, like, the street mm-hmm. or, like, in a bar or that I do see in a bar and, mm-hmm. like are still acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I'll have a conversation with them. It's yeah. super, like, fine. And then I have, like, a few exes that I, like, talk to Regularly. on the regular. Mm-hmm. I, like, send memes to all the time. Yeah. Like, joke about our mm-hmm. relationship. Like, you know, yeah. like, still, like, hang out with on the regular. So, yeah, I still am in the mindset that, like, you can be friends with your ex. Mm-hmm. I also 
knowing that like there are dumpster fire people. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that you should be friends with every one of well, your exes. I think you're a very like healthy adult example in the fact that you're not the pushover type of person that's just like, oh yeah, I'm friends with all my exes no matter how shitty they treated me. You have the whole spectrum. You literally have best friends that are your exes, you have acquaintances, and you have people you don't talk to because of their varying ways that they respected you, your connection to them, all these totally. other, the way they handled themselves. Yeah. yeah, and I also think it's, like, it comes down to, like, how the relationship was, you yes. know, and, like, what transpired, like, the people that, like, cheated on me. Yeah, the respect I, I'm, level. Yeah, I'm actually, like, still... <laughs> this is really awkward. Mm-hmm. I, like, still am, like, slightly in contact with, like, somebody who has cheated on yeah. me. But it's definitely at, like, a distance. Yes. Like, I know the kind of trust that I would put in that person. I know the the feeling that I have towards that person. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, how far I'd be willing to go right. for that person. You have your walls up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that I don't think that would ever change. Like, right. I'm well aware of how I think of that person. Right. Um... But yeah, and then there's people that I, like, still hang out with. Like, still, like, literally, like, one of my exes is, like, coming to a wedding with me as my date. (laughs) Like, there's just, like, some people... All over. Yeah. So, but that's why, since I think I have the spectrum, I can be, like, you can be friends with your exes. Mm -hmm. But it has to meet a certain amount of criteria. Right. Whereas I'm just, like... No. kill them all <laughs> no and I'm I, I'm actually not like that I think the best way to describe the way I am with Max's is indifferent mm. because I wouldn't even want to give them that hate word like they're so like they're so little of my energy that it's not like oh I hate that person or whatever because you'd have to feel the emotion yeah. of hatred I literally them. honestly I don't know if it's a way that I deal with emotion I'm sure my therapist would have a heyday with this but the way that I Let's get into deal this. with, yeah, <laughs> here we go. The way I deal with breakups a lot of times is I take it really hard, whether it's me breaking up or the person breaking up with me. Either way, I'm like super emotional, like spiked up to the roof, crazy. I don't when mean crazy isn't crazy, but drain like, yourself, but yeah, I'm I just sure. drain myself. And then every time without fail, I wake up one day, whether it's in three days, a week, months, it's varying with different people and I feel nothing. It's, like, my way of dealing with it. I just shut off. You're just, like, 51st dates Drew Barrymore them. Yeah. I all of a sudden just, like, they could walk down the street and it would just be, like, me seeing someone else. Like, an acquaintance. I I mentally shut off. And it's not, like, me deciding that or, like, it's definitely my subconscious. Like, it's something that I actually physically feel. Like, everyone, I can describe the time. If we were to go back to that, we won't for your boredom factor, but, um, where I was and what I was feeling when all of a sudden it just like stopped. Right. The emotion just stops. And I'm like, okay, I'm done being upset. And it's not even like I'm trying to be like empowering or something else. Your brain's like, we're just fucking over it. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. And it's not even like, yeah, it's just, and I don't, because of that, I think I don't have the capacity for even friendship because it's, all or nothing. Yeah. Either I'm like so emotional because I'm a very emotional person and I'm sure that's the way that my body, mind, whatever you want to call it, deals with it is I just shut off and because of that, I just don't even have any interest in being connected to that person anymore yeah. um, in any way. So, um, yeah, I'm a piece of work. But, and a lot of people that's upset, honestly, if we're t- since we're talking about it with exes. Let's get into those um, exes. A lot of those exes are... 
like, upset at that, like, indifference. Yeah, and I think also, like, some of them, to be fair, are friends with their other exes, and maybe, like, like you, I've had different experiences with different exes. Some, well, actually, I was going to say some. Every one of my exes has cheated on me within a different capacity. So whether that's physically or mentally or whatever, or emotionally or whatever or you want to call monopoly. it. monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> Spiritually, <laughs> whatever it may be, to some capacity, I've felt disrespected. Um, so I don't think that they're all bad people. Some some of them, like, like you said, there's some that are like absolute trash bags and I'm like, fuck them. Um, and I probably wouldn't talk to them anyways if it wasn't for my like inability to open up once I shut off. But some of them, to be fair, like, they're the kinds of people that are friends with all their other exes. Right. So I can see why they don't understand when they're like... they're like, what's different? <laughs> and also, like, they're like, oh, we were freaking 14. Like, what's the big whoop? Like, it's just... It's just... Once I've done... Been through that, I'm just done with it. Yeah. I just, like, move along. And I think I'm bad with that in friendships, too, when it comes to, like... I think loyalty is a huge thing for me. And as soon as I feel, like, cross... Um, I just, if I think I'm such a loyal person and I hold it to like such a high level. And I think when I was younger, I let people walk over me a lot more. Like I'm talking really young, like elementary school, I was bullied really bad. And I decided at some point in my life that I wasn't going to be like a pushover anymore. And I wasn't going to let people treat me a certain way. And now I associate that with like high emotions, like heartbreak or like being upset. Yeah. So whether it's a friend or an ex relationship, like once I feel like that line is drawn of loyalty or disrespect or whatever it is, I just click into that feeling of like done. Yeah. And it's not an anger thing. Like I think that sounds like angry, like, oh, you're bitter, like whatever, like fuck you, I'm done. It's like, no, I just, like, my body, it's like, there's maybe it's way of survival. Like, I'm just done. I think that, yeah, that sounds like a survival yeah. technique that's right. going on there. Like, probably well, also because, because I was really brutally bullied, so I think that's where it comes from. That's also funny, though, because when I think of that, it's not really to do with exes, but mm-hmm. literally, like, when I was in high school, I remember telling this to one of my friends, and they were like, that's, like, really sad. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was in, like, high school, and I was, like, first, like, coming into my personality. Right. I was like so shy and sweet and like I remember when I went to people's houses like their parents would be like oh he's so well mannered. Yeah. And people would always bully me all the time and then literally one day I woke up and I was like oh if I'm like quicker to the punch than people like if I'm like faster and like not meaner but like I was like if I can like Mm -hmm. hit them back before they like get to me Mm -hmm. like I can like it's gonna be fine. So literally, like, yeah. after that, like, I was just, like, trying to be, like, wittier and, like, mm-hmm. quicker than all my yeah. bullies. And then, like, literally, if they would bully me, like, I would just, like, hit them with, like, mm-hmm. a really snarky jab that they yeah. would just be like, uh, and I'm like, bye! <laughs> we are so the same in so many yeah, ways. It's because um someone, someone, my therapist, actually explained it to me really well. <laughs> my <once>. girl. <laughs> my girl. Um, that we all have our personality... And then we have our learned slash survival personality. Right. So everyone can almost think back when they're a child to like defining moments of like what might have changed some things. And for me, it was, um, I remember like I spoke about in last episode about always being friends with the guys. The girls would like bully me horrendously because, you know, when you're in high school, even if you're best friends with the guys, a lot of ways that parents split it to make it easy would be like, oh, 
for my daughter's birthday party, we have to invite all the girls in the class. For my yeah. son's birthday party, we got to invite all the boys. Because, like, no parent's going to have, like, 32 kids. So they just se- segregate it that way. Or in gym class or projects or whatever, we'd be split, like, girls and boys. So I'd have to be around them in so many settings. Yeah. And they would just bully the shit out of me. And we won't get into that, but... Um, it was really looking back. I was like, definitely have a bully episode. Yeah, we should. Because I was also a bully. (laughs) Yeah. So like I, it was horrendous. It was really like horrendous. And I remember specifically, um, I just dealt with it. I let them walk all over me and I just tried to please them over and over again. And then we were going on our state grade seven grad trip to like some camp. Right. And so we go to this camp and the entire way in the bus, all the girls are fighting over who's going to have to share a room with me because there was... We had a very small uh, elementary school. There was only, I think, there was 32 kids and there was only 10 girls. Jesus. So the girls were doubled up in rooms. So they're all fighting over who was going to have to... Oh, the gross one. Breathe. Yeah, oh, literally, no. right? Which, so usually for all these years, I would just sit while this happened all the time. Like, who had to be with Brain and Project? Who had to whatever? And I'd just sit and listen and pre- pretend I didn't hear it and, yeah. like, just smile along and try and impress them, whatever else. And... I remember getting to the camp and they were still talking about it and turning around to the two, like what I like to call the like leaders, the leaders. of the pack of this and just being like in my memory, I swore, but I, I'm positive. I didn't swear of just being like, you know what? I actually don't care who wants to room with me. Yeah. Someone's going to have to deal with it. And I just like snapped. You're like, like I'm going to be farting all night anyway. Like <laughs> I literally just remember being like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, you've done this to me, and now I don't care. Yeah. So, you can say whatever you want. I'm going to stop trying to impress you. I'm going to stop crying alone when I get home and pretending that it doesn't upset me, but then crying all night. I'm going to stop caring. Like, I'm just going to shut the fuck off. Yeah. And I remember going and meeting up with my guy friends, and the rest of the week, I just hung out with the guys, and I didn't care that the girls were talking about the fact that I was a boy, Bree's a boy. They used to call me, this is actually kind of witty for children, but um, they called me Bree Man. Uh, he has a home with right. boys, right? So Brianne, Brie man. Wow, look at them. Yeah, so look at them go. Um, <laughs> and I remember just just deciding. And then I didn't care anymore. I didn't want them to like me. I did not give a yeah. fuck. And now that's really, as we were just talking about, transpired into my relationships of like, I care, I care, I care. I'm a yeah. pleaser at my core. At my core, I am a pleaser. I am very much when I was younger, shy. I went with the flow. I hated controversy. I hated getting in arguments. I hated, um, that's why I didn't stick up for myself. I, I just, it was easier for me just to just let them say it and just go home and deal with it on my own. Like I just was a doormat. I was a pleaser to my teachers, a pleaser to my parents, et cetera, et cetera. List goes on. Yeah. And my learned personality is very much like I'm a leader. I'm, independent. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do and say what I want. I don't care what your opinion is. So I have, I see portions of both in my personality now that I've broken that down, Yeah. but it was a definite switch from elementary to high school. It's so, but it's so true. Like people are always like, Oh, like you have such a good sense of humor. Like you're Mm -hmm. so funny. Like you're so like self deprecating, Mm -hmm. but literally it's because like in high school I realized that like humor and like if somebody insulted me like being able to take that joke and like I would like yeah now I'm like if somebody insults me like my friends I'm like oh my god like hit me harder like I'm like come on right. like, give it to me mm-hmm. but that was definitely from like high school when I was just like literally like mm-hmm. you have to like make it seem like it doesn't affect you and oh, then eventually yeah. it just stopped affecting me yeah. but I literally like used 
humor in high school to like skate past like the kind of uncomfortable like yes. about like my sexuality and stuff like mm-hmm. if people would make a joke about me seeming gay I would just be like uh-huh and like joke about it right and now it's like it's just like an ingrained part of my personality Absolutely. and I remember so vividly the time that I like it happened yes I'm, I won't say his name but I know exactly who it was too it that I went to really high good. school with I was holding a door open for him mm-hmm. in grade nine like holding a door open like a yeah. nice thing to do and literally, I don't even know how you can do that in a gay way. Right. But he walked up to me and he was like, wow, could you hold that door open any more flamboyantly? And I literally turned to him and I was like, you can't even spell flamboyantly. And then I literally was like, how was feeling earth science? And then I literally <laughs> just walked away. And I remember like from that moment, I was just yeah. like, he was like, uh, uh, uh. Yes. So I- and that's the thing. There's goods and bads to both sides. What my therapist was telling me, like learned in your actual true, if you you want to call it that personality yeah but i think when you've been one for a long time and that's been bullied the switch feels so good yeah that you can go too far the other way totally which i, I was did, like maybe I i'm think. like i'm sorry i it would have sucked failing yes. our science do you need a tutor <laughs> <laughs> and then now i feel like i'm a happy balance like yeah. i kind of can identify those things myself i Mostly can still because, be like, soft i can still be those well a lot things, of like but... the learned things mm-hmm. are out of like necessity and anger and i think like looking back you Mm -hmm. can kind of like pick and choose what you want to pull out of them but same like my humor like i would not have called myself a funny kid i still wouldn't fucking call you a funny kid (laughs) fuck (laughs) off but it's true like when i was a kid like i was not a jokester i was very much like i would show up to school i'd do what the teacher asked i was very like goody two shoes in a way and like um i would just let people you know like i was just there to please Right. And shy. And I, you know, was always trying to be a good kid. And I, you know, all those things. And then, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm those things on the side. Like I can tell like when my parents are disappointed in me or whatever, like, I'm like, oh, I'm still that little kid that like really cares what people think, or am I doing things right? Or am I being like good or whatever? Um, but I think I masked that for a long time as a survival way because of being bullied so hard for, because I was easy to pick on because I just didn't come back. Yeah. And I, I still, and I'm sure you can too in that moment, you remember those people's faces. Oh yeah. Right? Like in that moment when you've done that and how good it feels. Another example, like my first week of high school, this was right, like literally because grade seven and camp was like then week and first week of high school, I walked into school and, um, some kid said to me, uh, because everyone knows I've got big eyebrows, but in grade eight, when everyone else had like teeny tiny Pamela Anderson eyebrows, mine looked like so obnoxious. Now I get compliments all the time, but at the time I was bullied horrendously over having big eyebrows. And the guy said to me, oh, my friend uh, from school through sports said he went to elementary school with you. And he said, you're really cool, but you have a unibrow. And... (laughs) I remember saying to him, oh, it's funny because one of my friends that went to your school said you're really hot, but you're not cool at all. And which isn't a really good comeback, but in grade eight, you feel like, yes, nailed it. And those little moments were the first few times I like did it. Yeah. So now going back to fucking exes, now that we've blabbed about our whole lives is it all relates. It all all relates. relates. Like how I deal with those things. And a lot of my exes have said to me like, wow, it was crazy because like to me from my side, 
you know, when I've run into them later, and they're like, hey, can I just talk to you for a minute? Like, are we okay? Because, like, from my side, it just seemed like we were both really emotional about it. We were both having all these feelings and everything. And then one day you woke up and you just, like, ghosted me. That's how it felt. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's... You're like, first of all, who are you? (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, but I just, I, 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 like, box that up and put it in. It's not that I don't deal with emotions. Like, I go on a roller coaster for a long time. Like, two of my breakups, I was literally bedridden, like for like in my mind it seems like months it was probably like a week but like didn't go called into work like horrendous like when I feel things I feel them hard like I'm still that person at a core but it's easier as you know as someone who's probably deeply emotional inside yeah it's easier to not be so my survival mode eventually kicks in and goes you know what you're literally destroying yourself yeah let's just not feel anything and let's just make fun of the situation joke about it and then life will be good like i joke all the time about my exes like breaking up with me and when i or breaking up with me that's cheating on me and when i tell the story other people they're like oh my god that's so sad that must have like that must really affect you in current relationships and i'm like no no no, let's continue laughing about it yeah i'm like but it's funny (laughs) like that's how i deal yeah you know but i also think like this whole conversation about like learning your personality mm-hmm. like i think that actually literally relates to exes so much because if i literally was to track my exes in terms of like a timeline right i would say like the ones that i like i think that friendship like me being friends with my exes to dumpster fire you could track it on like a linear scale with the- with like the amount that i talk to those people or how i feel mm-hmm. about those people like in terms of like acquaintances like i would say like my two most recent exes like i'm like incredibly close with and then like it right. kind of peters off from there and i think most of it is because like the first few people I dated, like, I was, like, still trying to find out who I was. Like, I was trying to, like, kind of figure out out what this personality or Mm -hmm. what, like, my life was. Right. So, like, and it's funny because when I was in university, my friends in university would joke because I think I dated, like, almost a person every year. And they were like, you literally, like, if you looked at how you dressed and how you acted, like, in the four years of university, Mm -hmm. you were, like, a different person every year. Because, like, you literally, like, didn't really know who you were. So you were, like, trying out, like, these different relationships, which is so funny. But when, like, literally, it was, like, I was, like, kind of, like weird like trashy gay grunge <laughs> that was one ex right hipster kind of preppy mm-hmm. that was another like right. dark like glue like it literally mm-hmm. you can just track it you know what that reminds me of have you seen runaway bride no oh okay it's like a classic rom-com okay and it's about how um they call her runaway bride richard gear goes to interview her okay and um it's one of those like classic like richard gear rom-coms yeah. and about how she's left, like, six guys at the altar of their wedding, right? And part of his interview process is he asks her to see the tapes, and he pitches that he's going to interview her to, like, clear her name a bit, right? And, of course, he's not. He's looking for the good story. Um, So he watches these tapes, and every wedding, one's, like, rock and roll style, where she, like, comes into the wedding, like, crowd surfing. Right. And then the next is, like, she comes in on, like, horseback. And the next is, like a wedding on the top of a mountain with her like hiker boyfriend and like all these different things. And it's so polar opposite. And my favorite scene is this scene where he goes and he like interviews, well, a bunch of clips that makes up a scene, all of her exes that she's left at the altar and asks them. So how does she like her ex? And everyone says, just like me, she likes them 
blank. Right. So just like me, she likes some sunny side up. Just like me, she likes some post. Just like me, whatever. And, like, it's obviously, it's cheesy rom-com, but it becomes clear, like, the reason she leaves them all at the altar is because she realizes, like, That's not who she I'm is. still finding myself, like, yeah, I yeah. don't even know who I am. I'm just trying to, like, match along with what I think is working in this moment. Yeah. And I think that looking back on my life, I did that for a lot of my life because I was A, bullied for a lot and then sexuality comes into it and I really didn't understand who I was or what people were going to accept of me and I was trying to fit into all these different boxes and only in the last few years have I felt like I know who I am. Same. I would literally say like probably it's been like the past like three years that I've been like, oh, like this is very firmly... Who I am. But I think it also relates to the people that I date as well now. Yes. Like, now I'm like, I decently know who I am. Right. So I think I know who I want to date. Yes. But also now it's like, now that I'm single, I literally, if I'm like on Tinder, I'm like, mind you, if you ask like some of my exes, like, I'm incredibly blunt. Oh, me too. Like, if I have a question, like, I'm Mm. like... I have a question I need to ask you, like, right now. Yeah. Like, I need to, like, I'll literally, like, just, I'll be like, I yeah. have, I, I have to ask you a question before they even, like, respond, like, okay, I've, like, have sent the question. Yes. Um, but that's, like, transpired into, like, Trent, that's not the right word. <laughs> uh, transitioned. Transitioned into, like, my dating from now, like, literally, like, if, so, like, if I go on a first date with somebody and it's, like, I'm, like, I don't know how it went. I'm literally, like, how did you, like, how did it go? How do you yes. feel? I'm like, are we doing this or are we not doing oh, this? Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I don't have fucking time to waste anymore. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 25, I need to get married. <laughs> no, Julia literally thought I was crazy because the, like, second time she t- texted me, I was like, I like you. Yeah. And she was like, uh, pardon me? And I was like, I like you and I'm interested in you. How do you feel about that? Yeah. And she was like, uh... Oh, going pretty fast. And I was like, oh, so you're not ready for anything? She's like, well, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't think so. And I'm like, okay, no worries. Well, we're going to stop talking. If you are ever ready in the future, let me know. You know where to find me, literally. No, literally. Like, I I just, and I think that was part of also when I didn't really know myself and I was dealing with all these things and, like, matching up with people and, like, dealing with toxic relationships and cheating and all this other stuff. I just had, you get to the point where you've just fucking had enough. So true. And you're like, listen, I might look a little crazy, but... Personally, I think it's a little crazier when you're playing the games. Exactly. And people are not being also, honest. And when people like are slow to respond and yeah. things like that. I'm like, okay, maybe yes. our conversation's okay. But I know that I don't want to date somebody that's terrible at responding. Like, I was like, yes. nope, 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 nope. Like, nope. <laughs> I get that it doesn't come off as suave or as cool or whatever you want to call it or playing the game. But, like, to me, like, I respect that more about people when they're straight up. Exactly. I think the biggest complaint anyone ever has about dating is not knowing where the other person's at. So like, while it, I'll let you know too yeah. much. <laughs> so I think it might make people like set them, like make them feel uneasy or like uncomfortable because they're like not used to it. Cause they're used to having to read between the lines. They're used yeah. to everything, but it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a gift. Exactly. I'm letting you but know. But I think people also yeah. like, I must seem like kind of crazy to some people, yeah. but I'm like, listen, bitch. But I mean, we can't. It's 2018. Like, let's get, let's just I'm 25. Real. 25 is basically 30. 30 is basically 50. <laughs> 50 is basically like 80. 80 is dead. So let's get this. Let's packet. do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then on the flip side too, I always, because, um, I was single for like a couple of years and, and by single, I mean like very single, right? There was like times where I was like dating people after I'd been in long-term relationships, but I was like single, single for a while. And because I think I had been through some shit with like past relationships and because of like the cheating and everything like that, 
I just like didn't want to ever do that to someone. So on the flip side, while I was like to Julia straight up, like, I like you, I would literally say to people, not, I don't like you, but I'd be like, you know, I'd meet a girl at a bar and I'd be like, you know, I think you're really fun and stuff. And she'd be like, do you want to go home together? And I'd be like, yeah, sounds great. Would love to do that. But straight up, no games, just letting you know, I'm only interested in sleeping with you. Yeah. Or I'm only interested in, you know, a completely non-emotional thing. Like, that's just not where I'm at right now. And it's weird because a lot of people would either be offended on the spot or I would sleep with them. And then the next day or like the next time proceeding when I didn't want to again or didn't want to date them afterwards... They'd be like, oh, what? No, would be offended. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, well, you can't win them because if you don't tell, if you play the game and then you sleep with them and then you like kind of go on some dates with them and play them around, then they're all like, well, you weren't straight up honest with me. And then when you tell it straight up, then they're like offended. They're like, well, why wouldn't you want to date me? Or like, afterwards like oh well, wasn't the sex good enough or whatever it was i got that all the time and i'm like no it had nothing to do with that i gave it to you straight i had a drink thrown on me once oh my god this girl i slept with was very clear very explicit the next day i said like so fun i'll probably see you out of the bar again have a good life moving along and the next time i saw her in the bar she was like you didn't text me all week and threw a drink on me i was like i i was Clear as I day. Said, Goodbye, my lady. So I don't know. I think you can just try your best to be straight up. And I think because of people not being straight up to me, because I hold loyalty and integrity very high on my scale of traits, I just don't ever want to be that person. Yeah. Like I've dealt with enough people that don't have integrity in the word to me and are like disloyal or like break my heart because of that. That I'm like, even if it's just sleeping with someone, I would never do that to someone. Yeah. So it comes off maybe a little crazy on both sides, but either way, I'm going to tell you straight up. That's in terms of my exes though, I think literally like me being a blunt person mm-hmm. in terms of like asking them has definitely related to how I am with my exes. Now I like something will be off and I'll be like, something seems weird. Are you feeling mm-hmm. weird? Like, is there something going on? Yeah, and let's figure like, this out. Yeah, and they're like, what? Like, how did you? And I'm like, I need to know. Let's but you just this. know you feel vibes, right? I'm all about those vibes, man. Me too. And I just, I just know. And I'm like, even when they say no, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know, because I'm feeling something weird. And then sure enough, like a couple hours later, a couple days later, well, actually, or a couple I'm t- drinks I'm later. I'm honestly telling you that I have some sort of like psychic ability. Me too. My friends... I'm not going to say... I think we're actually the same person. I'm know, not joking. It's actually separate. getting creepier and creepier. Yeah, what sign are you? Aries. Okay. I'm Sagittarius. Well, we knew that. We don't have the same similar birthdays. Oh, yeah. That's true. But, like, I don't know what... I the wonder more if Aries I learn and about Sagittarius you, are, like, compatible. Mm, maybe. Simpatico. I don't know if I could date someone like me, though. Do you think we're you not dating? Like you? No, oh, like it's a friendship. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were. Look, I knew you were joking that we're not going to date, but like about like that. I was like, you're taken. Breeze, stop falling know, in love maybe, with me. Maybe, but like, I don't think so because what I've heard is like I'm a fire sign, so Aries like waves up fire. Because right? Aries is a fire. Aries is wind, isn't it? No, Aries is a fire sign. Oh, isn't it? I know. I think it's air. Maybe I'm seeing it because it's Aries. Yeah, you idiot. Oh <laughs> Let's my god. See. Let's see what this says. Aries is, uh, is what element? I think it's fire. Fire. It's fire? Yeah. Okay, so that would make sense. We're both very emotional. Are you fire as well? Yeah. So we just burn brighter together. 
That's a nice way to put it. Ruining homes and villages. <laughs> but for people that are just turning turning in. Just turning on. Just getting that wine hey, down baby. my throat. Um, oh, down the old throat. Down the old throat. Um, speaking to exes, I'm trying to think of people's like questions. I think one of the biggest ones that we had that we kind of answered in the Q&A was um, getting over an ex. And I think we talked about like strategic ways like not talking to them on social media or like blocking them or whatever killing them yeah killing them all those sorts of things but maybe in a more abstract way like do you feel like do you have forgiveness for those that have cheated on you do you still hold the resentment like how have you dealt with the way that exes have treated you and been able to get over it not in a sense of necessarily them but like how it's affected your new relationships or is it still affecting your new relationships um, I would say it affected them, sl- like, it still affects them, obviously. Like, I would mm-hmm. be lying if I was like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, it right. definitely has changed how much trust I put into people, right. which is annoying. Like, I, mm-hmm. that's also is like, I'm constantly trying to fight that. Like, I don't want it to have changed how, like, hard I fall for someone or how much mm-hmm. trust I put into them. But I know that it has. Right. I wish it didn't. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to be that person that, like, brings that over to new... But you're just being honest. Yeah. Like, don't say what you think is right. right? No, but, like... like, it definitely has. And... But I, I do have forgiveness for them. But honestly, I think that forgiveness came from, like, realizing that it wasn't me... Right. ...that did it. Mm-hmm. Like... As, like, much as a kind of cop-out that is. But, it like, it isn't. Like, Mm -hmm. you... I didn't cheat on me. Like, it wasn't something that I did. And I think Mm -hmm. when you do get cheated on, like, there's so much guilt that nobody ever talks about. Oh, my God. Like, just, like, you, like, get this hole in your heart that, like, I could have done something. Like, we've talked about this before in the cheating episode, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I definitely do have forgiveness for them. But it also relates to, like, how much of a relationship I'd be willing to have with them now. Like, I would never date that person again Mm -hmm. ever long story already long (laughs) i feel like i'm unable to separate them because they were so personal the ways that people cheated on right and um (laughs) because of that i don't write anything off in relationships anymore meaning like with julia when there's like people that are you know friends of friends at the bars that i feel like are kind of flirting with her or like whatever it may be I think a person that hasn't experienced what I would have experienced m- would just think, oh, they're just being silly at a bar. It's in front of a friend. Of course I can trust them. But I've been proved wrong on that in the past. Right. So my mind immediately goes to what's going on because I want to be ahead of the game this time. Yeah. I'm going to cheat on them first. <laughs> <laughs> not like that, but I want to like not be as shocked. Yeah. So like to protect myself, I'm going to assume the worst because then when it happens again, because it's happened X amount of times, I won't be as heartbroken. It's a way of protecting myself. Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's just made me... Like, I was always really good at, like, sussing things out. But right. it's really just made me, like, the Nancy Drew of relationships. Mm. Like, it's very hard to get things past me. I think that might be because of, like, how I'm, like, decently I'm with good too. with vibes. But I also just, like, most, like, I would say most of the time when somebody, like, tells me something, I already know. Like, I just already know. Like, bitch. Like, oh my god, I feel so crazy yeah. for saying that, but me too. No, like, literally. Like, I'm like, yep. I'm like, it's, I would say some of the times, like, I'm even just, like, 
trying to get it out of them because I'm mm-hmm. a bitch. I already know. Okay, but that's it in itself. You're you're protecting yourself by trying to be ahead and like kind of knowing what's going on. And maybe you've gotten better to see like read between yeah. the lines, which I feel like I have too. I feel like I used to be ignorant to the signs, or maybe just you know what it is. I feel like the first few times you're in love before you get scorned, you are just in love. Yeah. And now I'm in love with knowledge of the potential <laughs> Holy of pain. Shit. So I don't wear the rose-covered glasses anymore. I'm in love with knowledge. And that brings us to this week's sponsor, Vancouver <laughs> Public Library. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm in love, but I'm not wearing the rose-colored glasses. Exactly. I'm, I'm not, in love with winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not it's not shielding me from seeing the obvious signs anymore. Yeah. Whereas I would say before looking back I'm like, "Oh my god, you dumbass, you didn't see that one coming." Yeah. Whereas now I saw the sign. I saw the sign. Thank you. That opened, opened up, up my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I saw the um, sign. But yeah, I also just like like I said before, I don't want it to like be something that follows me Mm -hmm. so like i still am like i try to let myself like like are we fucking no honestly what kind of squalor do you live in what kind of tokyo (laughs) drift neighborhood is this um i like try to let myself still like fall as hard as possible because i don't ever like i'd rather get hurt by somebody than like not allow myself to like feel those things right I also feel like being hurt enough times, you learn about yourself that you can get over it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it's almost the opposite. Like, a lot of people say, oh, I've been hurt, so now I stop putting myself up because I don't want it to happen again. I I thrive off the pain, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I I just more think I'm, I feel stronger in my ability to survive those situations. Yeah. So, I've decided I'm going to give myself the same amount and give my emotions the same amount. And then if it happens, now I have the ability to know that I'm strong enough to survive it, it, right? And then just push it on to the next relationship. And then then just let the good times roll with your therapist and band-aiding situations and pushing them down. And binge drinking. Yes. (laughs) Cheers. Okay, so... I literally, I'm picturing you being like, okay, so this week's I Can Explain is I've rounded up your exes and you're going to rate them on a scale. (laughs) My God. So I've got all your exes' phone numbers. We're going to call them and you can guess who it is. I have all your (laughs) exes on Google group chat. (laughs) (laughs) They're each going to say one thing about you and you're going to guess who hates you most. Um, no. So, for this week's I Can Explain, which if you're just tuning in for the first time, what are you doing? Hi there. (laughs) (laughs) But welcome, and make sure to follow or subscribe. Smash that that like button, and um, give us a review if you like what you're listening to. Uh, Thanks for joining us. This is the segment where we ask each other questions or ask each other to discuss topics that we may or may not know. So... Uh, basically we could have to just bullshit through them, but either way we're going to give you the answer and hopefully we all learn something and have a laugh along the way. Here we go. You're ready. Let's do that. So today I'm going to ask you about the types of exes. Okay. okay? Yeah. And you're going to have to try and explain what this X could be. Okay. Okay. So the first one is no closure, Charlie. Okay, so this is the kind of motherfucker 
that just like almost like ghosts you I would say like there's clearly like some issues that are at hand and like they just don't deal with them at all and like they I would say they're like a ghoster you know okay absolutely it says no matter how hard you try you're never going to really understand why the breakup happened yeah (laughs) or who Uh, they were (laughs) yeah you thought everything was good everything was wonderful and then you're blindsided by the talk Okay. But, Always. But when you had the talk, they didn't really give you anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next one is Boomerang Bob. Oh my God. This motherfucker is the person that posts too many boomerangs. <laughs> Instagram, you know, it's like everything can't be a boomerang. How many times are we going to have to fake this? Cheers. Oh my um, God. That's kind of a self read there. Um, definitely like somebody that just keeps coming back to you. You know, you're like, I'm over you. And then like, as soon as you start feeling it, fucking motherfucking Bob comes back. Boomerang, bitch. Here we are. <laughs> also, if you're trying to catch a boomerang, that's a joke. Like this should be like... What, I haven't, but what like, comes back to you? I feel like like it's chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with chlamydia, the gift that keeps ah giving. yes. Um. So yeah, that's the snack just, that smiles back. <laughs> it basically is the one that you know. There's always gonna be something there. Yeah. And when you go through another breakup or whatever, it's kind of the first person you drunkenly dial. Yeah. That sort of thing. Okay. So. The next one is a twin flame. I feel like, is this every one of my exes? Cause we look like twins. <laughs> <laughs> twin flame. Um, I, uh, uh, I honestly ha- maybe like two people at once. Like there's twin flames. <laughs> okay. So twin flame is kind of, I feel like the people who believe in twin flames are the same people who are like all about astrology. Okay. Okay. So, so me. <laughs> the, yeah. So here we go. So the under you should actually look it up. I'll send you this article. It's really interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you're following us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, I will put the information from this article with the posts for this episode. Um, but a twin flame is basically described as an intensely passionate and also intensely painful relationship Ah. that you feel like you were all in you felt feel like your souls were very connected but for some reason it just clashed okay and that like astrological understanding astrological i don't know the right fucking word but understanding of this is that this person, like, without getting too fucking wacky, is actually kind of, like, you. not like the, meaning, like, dual spirit kind of thing. Yeah, not yeah. meaning your personality is the same, but maybe it's a different, like... Version of... Like, a version or a mirror image or, like, something of you that, like, it's not supposed to work. It's yeah. very different than a soulmate where it's supposed to be, like, a perfect match. It's, like... It's, like, it's, your, like, evil twin. It's, like, emotionally all there and everything feels right. Your saboteur. Yeah, kind of. So some of the examples of this, which are very interesting. And when I discovered twin flame, the like understanding of it, it really made sense to me with like some of my, or particularly one of my past relationships in the sense that it was extraordinarily toxic and I didn't understand why it also felt so right. Because at this point, especially I was bigger than that. It wasn't, Like, I knew what I deserved, but for whatever reason, you're just drawn. So, like, some examples of this is you're intensely drawn to them. 
um, they have opened you up to a new way of thinking. So whether that be a transition into sexuality, religion, whatever it may be, it feels like it opens up a part of so you. So honestly, I feel like Twin Flame is like a lot of people's first ex it's, or like yes. your like first relationship. Or or like a first relationship after you come out or yeah. something like or that, like right? Or like somebody as you are coming out. Yes. <laughs> um, and then another big description that everyone always seems to say about their Twin Flame is they feel like home. Like as much as it's toxic you feel like you're supposed to have known them for one reason or another okay like they're supposed to have been in they they fit in your life for a purpose right so it's not just like that bitch of an ex you have that screwed you over like everyone oh, has baby, those I know the one <laughs> yes but there's usually at some point in people's lives the person that like you knew they weren't right for you but for some reason you still felt it was right that at some point they were in their life right right okay um Okay, this one is the one-sided soulmate. Um, somebody that you're like, wow, you're my soulmate. And they're like, I just work here. <laughs> so <laughs> this one is the ex that just can't let things go, or you just can't let yeah. things go, but the other one can't. Right. So basically unrequited love at its finest. Been there on both sides, baby. Me too. Okay, on that note, I feel like, so we're currently in the midst. Yeah. We don't know mm-hmm. if we're going to phase out gay ASMR. Because, mm-hmm. like, here's the feedback. I've just been, people are like, wow, I love it. Your voice is amazing. Should so, we, wait, let's explain so, this in gay ASMR, okay? No, we need to just, oh, like, okay. we're oh, getting oh, it oh, out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some people have been, like, like sent me Instagram comments being like, oh, I love gay ASMR, blah, blah, like, it's so mm-hmm. fun. But then I've also heard people that are like, my friend was listening to your podcast and they had to turn it off when you did gay ASMR because they felt creepy listening to it. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. We're going to have a poll. We're currently collecting data. If you guys want us to phase it out, maybe do like <laughs> something else with it. Yeah. We're currently in the midst of, our researchers are on it. <laughs> it does. It's a very polarizing segment. Yeah. Because I too get either people that are like. It's really polarizing because everybody's like, you're so good at it. And Bree's mm. just like so incredibly bad. At it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually talking about the fact that some people said that I was actually very good at ASMR and they should do it on my YouTube channel. But then other people are like, "What's gay ASMR and why are you doing totally, it?" Totally, yeah. So I think that people that like ASMR get the joke of it. First of all, that we don't think we're actually like ASMR artists. Gay if ASMR you will. artists, yeah, yeah. And then other people are like actually what the fuck is this and then the shame of it is is i've had people tell me one person in particular that they usually listen up until gay smr because they think that that's just going to be the end of the episode like they do gay smr but usually after gay smr we talk for like another like five ten minutes and some of the funniest shit right at the end and then people are just turning it off at that because they're already like well i've got half an hour of good podcasting and now you're doing this weird weird whisper talk shit yeah if you so, want to let us know, definitely go to Instagram. We're going to put it up mm-hmm. on, like, a story or something. Vote. The tribe has spoken. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those people that are still liking it, I'm going to give you the info on voting in KSMR. You can head over to our Instagram page at I Can Explain Podcast or Twitter at I Can Explain Pod. You can comment on any of the photos or you can shoot us a DM. You can even DM us directly at Sean.Lusk or at Brianne Williamson. But please let us know. Be honest. Vote on the poll. Because if you hate listening to this shit, 
we won't do it anymore. Yeah, we need to know. Hit us with that hard truth, baby. Yes. So, with that said, uh, thank you all for listening. This was fun. This was, this, I think, out of all the episodes we filmed, this felt like the most, like, therapeutic experience. I feel like everyone is therapeutic experience. Yeah, in different levels, but this one, I feel like, like, we went to our childhood. We oh, got yeah. deep. Yeah. We got deep. You're editing this, you're gonna be like, what the hell were we going on I'm like, what kind of bath salts are this bitch smoking? <laughs> Do you smoke bath salts? <laughs> um, so, with that said, make sure that you're following us on all those social medias at I Can Explain Podcast. Sean.Lusk, Brianne Williamson, and we'll see, see you around, around the neighborhood. <laughs>